Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Perdini. You're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, we'll be breaking down all of the hottest, most ridiculous and fun celebrity news of the week. Luckily, I have my two co-hosts to help me break it all down. My two co-hosts who are barely hanging on after awards season, queen of the red carpet dress, Gwen Flamberg. Oh gosh, that's me. I'm so exhausted. One month till Met Gala. <laughs> And queen of backstage mess, Sarah Huron. Oh my God. I mean, the Grammys had nothing on the Oscars, but I am with Gwen. I am still so tired. I don't think I got over the slap yet. Agreed. Agreed. The slap emotionally and physically took a toll on all of us. Well, we have lots of more slap happy celebs coming up. We have secret sham marriages, Elvis impersonators, Oscars disciplinary committees, uh, Spider-Man's breaking up with the same woman, and a man who was arrested because someone was singing shallow at karaoke. But let's start with our woes of the week. These are the stories that just made our co-hosts just take a pause and go, what is life? What am I? What are we all doing here? Sarah Huron, what made you go woe this week? Well, um, in case you forgot about our girl, Miss Christina on the coast, Christina, formerly El Musso, Christina, formerly Anstead, then to go back to her born name, Christina Hack, is now Christina Hall. Are you confused? That's okay. Christina of Flipper Flop fame is married for the third time. She married Joshua Hall. And this was like a secret wedding. It's still kind of unclear when exactly the the vows were exchanged and the license was changed. But her real estate license doesn't indeed say Christina Hall now. And she so she married this guy, Joshua Hall. They went public with their relationship in the summer, but then we found out that they had known each other for a while and she posted some sort of anniversary thing in March for at least a year. So they've been together for a minute um, and she decided, you know, it was time to get married for the third time um, in her 40 years of life and to get a new spinoff, Christina in the country, you guys, all about her life in Tennessee where she bought a vacation home. And of course her new husband will be front and center. So she's got a new husband husband a new show wrapped flipper flop i mean keeping up with christina heck is a full-time job 
she's sort of like the version of like the woman who marries men's for money and then waits for them to die and takes it except she marries men for new tv spinoffs so she's right. like oh yeah i'm just gonna marry him i get a new show marry this guy get a new show you know sort of i stand a little bit That's i mean ironic. i as i i say all the time i've never watched hgtv in my life like i don't even know who these people are but any sort of link to selling sunset the tart like i am all in on being from afar and i also you know always want to take a time to point out that joshua hall if you don't know who he is is indeed the brother of stacy the bartender from the hills and that just cannot oh, get wow. lost it never can so i'm here to remind all of us that that's who joshua hall is christina hack is married the brady bunch continues god knows what's gonna happen next god, and stephanie the bartender never stacy the bartender stacy the bartender i never thought i'd hear that name again wow thank <laughs> you for that gwen flamberg what made you go well this week i hope it has something to do with a d-list third string hill star who came in to cause trouble for two and a half episodes do you know me travis have you met me you know marrying for a reality show is very 2022 and speaking of 2022 as opposed to the days of your i just died when i saw dua lipa hit the red carpet for the at the grammys i mean the dress in and of itself was like i was like mop me up off the floor she was us weekly us weekly's best dressed go to usmagazine.com stylist to see our top five best dressed of the night and of course all the looks on the red carpet she was wearing vintage versace but i did a little digging and that exact same dress was the dress that Cindy Crawford wore to the VMAs in, it was- 92, it's gotta 1992. be 92. 1992, it was yeah. 30 years ago, you guys. The dress the last, is older than me. Yeah, that, the last I mean, Gianni collection. Shut up, yes, it was uh, Gianni <laughs> Versace's Miss yeah. S&M collection in 1992. Cindy had seen it on the runway and asked Versace to borrow it for the VMAs, of course, she wound up with that dress in her closet. And that and means that Lady Gaga also wore that dress in the Marry the Night music video. That dress has gotten around. So there are a few of them in the Versace archives. It is a very notable dress. And in a Vogue video in 2017, where Cindy Crawford showed a tour of her closet, she noted that Kaya, who was like a girl at the time, not yet a woman, <laughs> he said to Cindy, like, where have you been hiding that? I want that dress. And lo and behold, a couple of years after that, in 2019, at Kaya Gerbert's 18th birthday party, she held a dress up party at the Edition Hotel in New York, and she wore a version of that dress. It was a mini version. Yeah, that but she cute. basically wore the dang dress, too, and went to her 2018 19, 18, 18th birthday, birthday. dress up as her mother from 1992. I mean, how's that for full circle fashion? Guys, I, really I know that was confusing. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish. Read all about it. See <laughs> the photos, see the videos, get the full story. Get ready for the dresses memoir coming out later this year. Well, my woe of the week uh, had a little bit to do with uh, Miss Kimberly Kardashian and one magic carpet ride she took. Mm. Kim Kardashian was on Jimmy Kimmel Live this Wednesday, and she revealed that Pete Davidson gifted her the costumes from their Aladdin themed skit while they were on SNL. He gave them to her for Valentine's and Day and the carpet. 
Oh, yeah. And then Kimmel asked her, what became of this rug? Do you have this now? It seems like you should. And she says, actually, for Valentine's Day, he got me the rug and the whole outfits and the genie lamp. So I do own the rug. <laughs> Kim Kardashian said, I had to carry them this huge bouquet of flowers. I, I can't do a Kim accent. No, that was Kimmel. Oh, that was Kimmel. Kimmel okay. said that the team got a huge bouquet of flowers for like that appearance. Oh, for the set here. Right. He didn't have to carry that so bad. Yeah. And he says, does this make other boyfriends look bad? Pete Davidson rents out the top of the Carlisle Hotel for Kim Kardashian for Valentine's Day and filled the space with, you know, luxurious flowers and gifts, but also a lovely rug. And if we know Kimberly Kardashian, we know she loves Jasmine. She's dressed up her as Halloween in both the blue and the red. Talks about Jasmine related to her. So pretty sweet gift. I sort of liked that. And the I mean, this is the secret to their relationship because here's Kim Kardashian who has walked umpteen red carpets. They roll out red carpets just for her. Her life's goal was to go to the Met Gala. And now she's like the most photographed person on the Met Gala red carpet. But ain't nobody giving her a magic carpet. But <laughs> Davidson. So there you have That's it. Sweet. And yeah, I think it's the true. first first piece of color in her home. It'll be the one thing that's like not beige <laughs> and white, which I think is very telling of her, you know, personality. Yeah. And I know I'm sure we'll talk about stuff from the Kimmel interview because of Kravis, which I'm, I assume is our first story. But just real quick, I was at ABC special and like it was fine. There was a few good Chloe quotes, which like she's not going back to Tristan. Sure, Jan, we, we believe you. Um, And Kim saying that Kanye, like the kids kind of know about what's going on. But the majority of it was like, almost like an each Hollywood story. And they had the audacity yeah. to act like we didn't know that Robert Kardashian was how we first met them and about the sex tape and whatever. And I'm like, what are we doing here? It's 2022. We don't need a recap of how the Kardashians became famous. Like I was really confused at what I was watching. We were back in Paris Hilton's closet for a second. And I'm like, where are we? Who needs this? Who is this for? I was disappointed. But Kimmel with that 15 minutes was more entertaining than that whole 45 minute special. Not to slam Robin Roberts, but <laughs> sorry, Robin, you did not do a good job. Well, Sarah, you are right. We are going to start talking about Kravis's sham wedding, where they say don't call it a sham. Well, on Tuesday, TMZ was the first to report the news that Kravis had gotten married at the One Love Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas in a private middle of the night ceremony. No other details were shared at the time other than the owner of the chapel, Marty Fearson, saying they came, got married, tossed the bouquet in the driveway, danced to Elvis and showed a lot of love and had a lot of fun. Um, apparently, it was just sort of a trial run for the real thing. Uh, we heard have sources saying that there's no official marriage license. It was all Travis's idea. Um, they wanted to be married by Elvis. It was after the after party. It was at like 1.30 in the morning. There were five people there. And then Courtney posted it on Instagram saying, I found these in my camera roll. I, I sort of hate those kind of captions. You got married. It's a big like, deal. Just found these. Oh my God. Ha, ha, ha. Just found these. So weird. Just once upon a time in a land far, far away, Las Vegas at 2 a.m. after an epic night and a little tequila, a queen and her handsome king ventured out to the only chapel with an Elvis and got married with no license. Practice makes perfect. Now, I... I thought I could be done being annoyed with this couple. And I don't know why I didn't think this was adorable. And this was annoying. What were your guys' thoughts on Travis's sham, Travis's sham first wedding? Good timing. Like, come on. We we just got over Grammys. Like, do you have to do this, you guys? 
<laughs> I feel a couple different ways about it. One, I mean, shout out to that chapel owner for all the calls he had to feel that day yeah, and for giving seriously. quotes that Thank were slightly you, different to every audit. Yeah. Thank you, Mar- Marty, for and for confirming to us that it was all about the love and the PDA because we watched them make out on the Oscars carpet. We watched them make out on the Grammys carpet. Travis got to watch them make out at the Grammys front row seat to where they were sitting after his surprise performance on the drums. And then we got to watch them on a disposable camera bought from Walmart, make out in (laughs) photos from a chapel as Elvis impersonator was their deal breaker. Apparently they needed Elvis. And what Courtney said on Kimmel was they did want to get legally married, but they were having trouble getting the license. And Kim, I thought it was funny. Kim was like, when I got married, it was like 3am in Vegas. So like shout out. Remember when Kim did it first, had to remind us all. But maybe because it was a Sunday, like maybe there are some weird, maybe like COVID messed this whole thing up because it does kind of feel like you should be able to get married 24 hours yeah, in Vegas. In Vegas yeah. um, maybe you have to follow up the next morning with the license. And clearly this was like not necessarily whatever. I honestly wish it was legal. I thought I think it would have been way more fun if it was legal. And if this would have been something for Kravis, because obviously they're going to do stuff for the show. Not yeah. saying that relationship is fake, but like they're going to put it on for the cameras for sure. The same way I feel like they might have even like reenacted it's going to be a season finale right like it's totally going to be for them like i believe they're in love but like also for the show so if they had gotten married legally for them i think that kind of would have been fun um because it was quote-unquote fake it was just annoying that i spent half my day trying to figure out if there was a marriage license filed by these two um and here's the thing plenty of people get quickie marriages in vegas they sell those marriage licenses at those chapels yeah, sophie turner and joe jonas did it after an award show a couple years ago right right i was like 11 p.m i don't know if that makes a difference after midnight no. they're like not handing them out to these drunk people no no when do you think <laughs> i mean a lot of forget celebrity lands a lot of real people go and get quickie weddings in vegas and this is a 24-hour situation they purposely chose to just not get legally married, but pretend like they got married. And yeah, I mean, come on, (laughs) especially like right after Grammys, you need to like take the spotlight away from the Grammys. It's just, well, guys, it's getting a little gross. In case you forgot next week is the premiere of Hulu's the Kardashians. So thank you for reminding me. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. You guys. And Kim slept through it. Courtney was, I mean, Chloe was on FaceTime and Chris said she knew, but didn't get into details. But like, why was Chloe awake at two in the morning to answer this FaceTime? Like Kim is the normal one here who was asleep. She was. And I was about 10 yards away from Kravis. And I thought that I had seen enough of them making out, but just in real life, you guys, they were never not kissing, touching, rubbing, him patting her butt. They literally made out for like over a minute during a commercial break. Like there's all these A-list celebrities around and they are just, she was never not sitting on his lap. It was just, I've never seen anything quite like it in a public setting. Like they couldn't stop. I've seen enough of their tongues to last a lifetime just from seeing them on the red carpet. And here's the thing. I hate to bring Bridgerton into it, but I just finished season two. And, you know, it's like this whole season of Bridgerton is an ode to chemistry. And when two people just have undeniable chemistry, these two definitely have undeniable chemistry. But the amount that they make out in public, I will say it again, thou doth protest too much. I give this relationship nine months after the Hulu wedding. 
Oh my God. I, I was going to say, are fun. they going to crash and burn? Like, is this true love, weird twin flame, MGK, Megan shit? Or is this, they are, it's like too much to whatever. Like it's all going to crash and burn in the next year or two or something. All for the cameras, all for the cameras. I think you saw them IRL. What do you think? I, it was, well, it was just the doth protest too much makes a little bit of sense because it was, I've never seen anything like that between any people, celebrity or not in such a public place. So much ass grabbing, so much making out. Like I was ready for, you know, fingers to go places they shouldn't in public. She's a mother of four. You know, mother, mothers, mothers of three, they can get it too, but just anyone over like 14 teen you know and with their hormones it just it would seem inappropriate i think they're going to go the distance i really think that they are wildly in love with each other they've been neighbors and friends for a long time their kids are friends so i think they had a solid foundation from that and even that their gross pda i still feel like they're gonna make it sarah if you had to say oh god i mean i guess I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of faith. I can see, I see both sides of this. That's why I asked the question. I really yeah. don't know. I mean, I think they'll be together longer than Pete and Kim, okay. but I don't know what that means. Agreed. Well, the rebound relationship that we can't stop talking about, Pete Davidson, has met the kids. Um, we sort of knew that he met the kids before, but we'll talk about it like it's the first time now. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian uh, were spotted in a video driving around with Kim's daughter, North, um, on April 5th. TMZ obtained this video. Uh, they were also driving with Penelope Disick in a little pink moki car around Scott Disick's neighborhood. Uh, Scott and Pete were also seen in the same vehicle driving around earlier this month. Uh, they gave, Chris Denner actually gave this car uh, to Pete Davidson as a Christmas gift. I so, think he gave it to Kim as a Christmas gift and she he's just driving it. See, uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe she got two of them. She can afford it. Maybe. Now, this video of Pete out with North, um, you know, is surfaced a long time that Kanye posted, you know, a screenshot of him before saying that he would never let Pete meet his kids. This was back in February. So we probably don't think he's that happy about this. But, you know, we heard from a source that the kids love Pete and that Pete is a big kid himself and that he makes them laugh and he is great around the kids. So honestly, I'm happy for them. If you're going to have like a new weird tatted up dad, at least he's funny, you know? I've been saying from the beginning, all I want out of this relationship is footage of North and Pete. Um, So this blurry (laughs) photo was like something, but I... I mean, if we're going to do this, Kimmy, like I need Pete on the show. I need to see the kids interacting. I want to see Penelope and North like teaming up on Pete. Um, And I just think that that's like a a hilarious dynamic. And I'm sure he is like decent with the kids because as our source said, like he's a big kid himself in some ways and he's not making the big decisions. But as far as like a fun person to hang out with, I would imagine Pete Davidson would bring something to the table. That's clearly. And I think the relationship with Scott is so fascinating too because Pete and Scott have become friends and so much so that, you know, Scott fell asleep at movie night and it inspired Pete to write an SNL song about short ass movies. So it's just bizarre, like the way all roads lead back to the Kardashians as always, but I want to see the Pete Scott dynamic on screen. I want to see North, you know, criticizing Pete's tattoos. I want to see all of it. So I'm hoping that I know season one, not so much, but season two, get Pete on screen. (laughs) Pete playing with kids and like them playing pranks on him and like reading. Give me that spinoff. Pete babysits. 
Pete babysits. Pete I would babysits. watch that too. Well, Kanye is not having a great week because, well, I mean, luckily for all of us and his family, he has fallen off the grid a little bit. He has not posted on Instagram since Instagram barred him for 24 hours after lots of death threats, both, uh, you know, mild and very aggressive death threats against Pete. Don't call him Skeet Davidson. And he has now been canceled, pulled out of Coachella. He was supposed to headline night three. And now he has been swapped with, you know, not one. They needed two people to fill this spot. Swedish House Mafia and The Weeknd have taken his spot. And TMZ reported that Kanye lost $8 million from this. $8 million, so much to a lot of people. To Kanye, not so much. For one, I'm sort of happy that he is off the grid and not ruining anyone's lives with his diva antics behavior. Bless. Wow. It's really interesting. He skipped the Grammys, done with Coachella, hasn't responded to the big Pete headlines of the week. Like, I wonder if maybe... He is somewhere either working on music or himself or they just took away his phone. I don't know, because it's it was a big change out of nowhere that didn't it doesn't really totally make sense, but obviously happy it's for the best. Yeah, it definitely is. Just stay stay away until you're better, Kanye, please. Um, Sarah, why don't you tell us why so many Spider-Man like this lady named Alyssa? This is interesting. So Alyssa Miller who previously dated Jake Gyllenhaal. For a while, has, longer than he usually dates people too. Yeah, she was most recently linked to Andrew Garfield and they were first spotted together in <laughs> November. And then at the SAGs last month or in February, they made their like red carpet debut and they were like all smiley, whatever. And then this week there was all these reports that they split and we were kind of having trouble confirming it. And then she posted this Instagram with a picture of them. It looks like from the SAG Awards, like in a car, another digital, yeah. another disposable camera. And she wrote, if you must gossip, at least use a cute photo. Lol, love you, AG. So it was like, okay, is this her denying the split or taking back the narrative? What does it mean? And after the day after that, a source did confirm to us that these two are indeed over after less than a year of dating. And a source told us that the distance in filming had a big impact on the breakup. Um, I think it was page six who reported that his friends are really weirded out by the Instagram saying, yes, what was Alyssa getting at here? She just, I guess, wants her, you know, a few minutes to continue. I don't know, but they're over and weird, weird one. Weird one. She is so pretty, though. During yeah. all this breakup, I was like, wow, I see why she got Jake Gyllenhaal and then Andrew Garfield and just really working through the Spider-Man Far From Home cast. Was Jake Gyllenhaal Spider-Man? Well, he was Mysterio in the two oh. Spider-Man movies, so he was the villain. Got it. Spoiler Sorry. alert. I I'm, not like a, I'm not a comic book uh, connoisseur. <laughs> that is that is very okay. Well, that, that post was very weird, but hashtag love you, SH. That's for you, Sarah. I love you, GF. Let's get back into Will Smith because there have been some new ongoings. Now, the Academy, you know, if, you, if you're nasty, the Academy of Motion Picture or Arts and Sciences is expecting its disciplinary process again against Will Smith over, obviously, his onstage smack of comedian Chris, Chris Rock. Uh, they called a meeting reportedly this Friday to determine what actions, if any, would be taken. Now, the Academy's Board of Governors was originally set to meet April 18th to discuss possible 
disciplinary action against Will Smith, but given his announcement last week that he voluntarily resigns his membership from the Academy, the meeting was moved up. The Academy President David Rubin sent a letter to board members saying in light of Will Smith's resignation, quote, suspension and expulsion are no longer a possibility and the legally prescribed timetable no longer applies. It is in the best interest of all involved for this to be handled in a timely fashion. Now, Will Smith has apologized for all of this, but the disciplinary review, so he can still be nominated for Oscars, he can still attend the Academy Awards, he just cannot vote on any of the awards, but the disciplinary action, I'm not quite sure what else they could do if he can still be nominated. You know, Chris Rock didn't want to file a police report, so that's all gone. What do you guys think, if anything, this disciplinary review could do to sort of chastise Will Smith? I think the whole thing is ridiculous. I think that him resigning from the Academy means absolutely zero. I think that the only way for the Academy to prove that they're actually taking action is if they rescind the Oscar award, which is what they should do. Um, I don't know, this whole thing has been just completely bungled and handled really poorly by the Academy. I'm kind of astonished. Yeah, I absolutely, I think that's clear. Sarah, what do you think they're gonna do? Anything, yeah. nothing. He's not yeah. going to get community service from the Academy. Like, right. It's not like stars this is... on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. <laughs> I don't really get what the punishment could be. Um, I think that it's kind of a formality at this point because they flubbed the initial reaction of one letting yeah. him stay and accept the award and give that weird speech to then have that tweet that kind of addressed it, but not really to then contradict themselves the same way Will Smith kind of did. Like it's the whole thing has been handled bizarre. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, if you look into what the initial, like his resigning from the Academy means, it literally means like he might have to try a little harder to get the screeners for the movies. Like yeah, exactly. it doesn't have to really to email him. Right. You can still win Oscars. You can still yeah. go. Um, I, if anything, maybe like banned from the Oscars for five years or something yeah. would be potentially a thing. I don't know if they should take away the Oscar. I think that they should have definitely shouldn't have let him accept it on that public platform right away. I'm really shocked that we haven't seen a red table talk teaser. Um, the Smiths have done some <clears throat> cryptic posts, but nothing over like a lot of posts. And I think that maybe is just from like how ridiculous the celebrating the night of looked They're like had a crisis meeting and we're like, let's, you know, be tight lipped and see what can happen here. But the interest in this is real still. Like it's not, it's not going away and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So it's definitely bizarre. Well, I can't wait to see what nonsense they respond with where they're like, we don't condone this, but nothing is actually going to happen to this. So please enjoy our statement. That means nothing and doesn't do anything to anybody. Well, let's talk about some weirdness. You guys, Ezra, Mizzle, Ezra Miller, who goes by they, them pronouns, um, is living in Hawaii and like really they are quasi- causing quite the stir. Ezra Miller was arrested on March 28th for harassment, disorderly conduct, and then was charged and released after posting the $500 bail. Um, this harassment was because he was yelling at people at a karaoke bar because they had the gall to sing Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley <laughs> Cooper. And the, uh, Ezra Miller was 
was very upset, yelling at them and taken away by police custody. It was apparently like a really big fight. And now Ezra is fighting with their neighbors as well. And he they allege, allegedly busted into their neighbor's bedroom and started saying, I will bury you and your, well, in Vegas, it would be called a slot um, wife, um, according to a temporary restraining order obtained um, against Ezra Miller. And Ezra Miller was the subject of 10 police calls in less than one month. They allegedly stole a passport, a wallet, a social security card, a license. And now Warner Brothers is having meetings to... They were supposed to have a Flash movie that starts filming in a few months, but Ezra Miller is going around stealing things, you know, hating Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. It is a weird time for everybody. So I hope they, Ezra gets the help that they need because they do not seem mentally well. I get when people do shallow karaoke, it's a little annoying, but it's no reason to hit somebody and go to jail. Never the answer. I don't really know who this person is. Um, <laughs> I think the story is kind of crazy, but it doesn't well, affect the, my life. They're in Dumbledore. Oh, okay. I actually am reading Harry Potter for the first time, not to, you know, oh my God, I can't me. believe you've never read Harry Potter, Sarah. You're no, you I was reading Gossip one. Girl. Um, I wasn't reading Harry Potter, but I recently watched the movies again and realized that I still don't really get it. So I decided, not that, it, like, I get the main story, but I was like, what's a Horcrux? And um, I bought the books and I'm reading them. I'm on the fourth one. I'm enjoying them. So if I ever oh. get to, if I ever finish, um, which they're <laughs> getting longer, um, I will maybe look into the, the Dumbledore ones. Right now I'm on the goblet of fire and you know oh, great it's going. you're still in like the ones that you should have read when you were seven yeah sorry yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. It's okay. so keep reading them you'll understand <laughs> no, this one is oh, big whoa. this one's like actually this one is big. 700 pages so i think i'm at the grown-up girl one by now but spoiler alert, goblet of fire does get lit on up. fire keep going so I've, I've seen all the movies so like i know what happens but there's obviously a lot more backstory um in the book so yeah not to support you know horrible jk rowling but i did spend 45 dollars in Harry Potter books in 2022. <laughs> I mean, girl, can't you? Aren't they at every like local Salvation Army at this point? I think I've seen them at every in every single thrift store. I know that's they take what... up so much room in people's homes. My mom actually just sold ours on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> right before I went on this journey, and she oh. sold an incomplete set for more than that. So I got a steal. Well, speaking of background in photos, the Queen um, had a very controversial arrival to a service honoring the late Prince Philip. She was on the arm of Prince Andrew, and she apparently, the Times' Richard Pohl was the, was the only photographer inside of Westminster Abbey for the service of Thanksgiving celebrating life of Prince Philip, who died last year at 99. Um, and this marks the Queen's first public outing since another number of health setbacks, including having COVID-19. And he was apparently told the photographer to not photograph the queen with Prince Andrew. And he said, he told the Times, naturally, I balked at the order. To an outsider, this may seem reasonable. What's the problem, you may ask? The queen should have some privacy in her advanced age. I agree. But when the BBC is broadcasting the entire event to the world, I think they should be able to take a picture as the only official photographer there. How would she arrive? There was some speculation that she might be using a 
buggy or a wheelchair. If I had to have a picture, I knew the entire British media would be asking, why not? Now, officially, when he first went in, he couldn't see the Queen entering. So desperation directed, I do something quickly, he said. As the choir started up, I jumped off my foot school and moved quickly down to the aisle where the Queen would walk, suddenly moving from the position, yada, yada, yada. He got the shot of the Queen, with Queen Elizabeth and Prince Andrew holding arms, seen around the world. And even though Prince Andrew has been stripped of his royal titles for the sexual assault allegations against um, Virginia, who was a young girl at the time, um, the Queen still swings out with him. And this is a really tricky situation for everyone involved. I get you still love your family, but you've stripped this guy who has been accused of sexually assaulting teenagers in the past, all but confirmed it, sort of paid them off for a while. Really sketchy situation i feel for the queen but walking and holding this guy's arm is really not a great message to send to everybody very bad optics however to celebrate the life of her son's Mm. father i think that optics go out the window i do like fully support the photographer's decision to take the picture It's news. Yeah. Photographic journalists are around for a reason. They're there to document history. And so I think that it was the right thing that he took the picture and the picture was published. But like, yeah, bad for optics. Andrew's gross. He's also her kid and the son of Prince Philip who passed away. So like, I think the chatter about this should just end quickly. I don't know. I kind of, I definitely think they should take the picture. I think that Prince Andrew should have, you know, been in the back and not guided her in. And if he was going to be there, snuck in, snuck out. I think it's a bad look overall. And like, honestly, you can have private morning. I get it. It's his dad, but also like, I don't know, sneak in and out of the back or stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Walking in through the front door, like holding arms with the queen when you're like accused of raping a teenager is just not the move, you know, or just sort of have the decency to go towards the back a little bit, Prince Andrew. I'm sure this will not be the last time that we're hearing about any of this. Well, Celebrity Birthday Boxing is going to be a little different this week because it's Celebrity Birthday Boxing Investigation, where we take a deeper look into a very important celebrity who has a birthday today. Yes, it is Paul Rudd, the man who does not age, and we're going to look into it today. His 53rd birthday is April 6th, and he was honored with the title of Sexiest Man Alive, the time before last, and... He was asked about, you know, why he looks so youthful and amazing. Some of his friends said about it, and they just said it's just because he's a nice guy. So for this celebrity birthday boxing investigation, I would like to hear my co-host thought about why Paul Rudd doesn't age. Gwen, expert, tell us, please. I have seen it reported that Paul Rudd drinks a lot of water. That's what he says is why he does not age. But you know what I think it is? I think it's- Japanese sweet potatoes. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Olivia Munn, her face is continually changing. I wonder what root vegetable she's eating now. Um, But back to Paul Rudd, I think it's because he's like happy and I think that he's got good vibes. And I think that that's good for the complexion. Sarah, why do you think this man has not aged in literally 25 years? Wow. Wow. I don't know. Probably stays out of the sun. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely drink some water. <laughs> um, I think maybe Alicia Silverstone gave him, he bird fed him something the way she yeah. fed her child um, instead of yeah. clueless. Bird fed him from the fountain of youth. Yeah, maybe like possible. she, he stole it from her somehow. Um, you know, I, I, I always think back to Tuck Everlasting, that book I had to read in school where they found a magical fountain of water to stay the yeah. same age. So maybe he found that too. Yes. Um, could be like entangled when Mandy Moore sings and the, the whatever the old Let my the golden evil person. Hair heal yes. You. yes. Powers gleaming glow. Let your power shine. Whatever. Um, yes. Could be a combo of all those things. But, you know, I love when it's just water and all of us somehow don't get the same water. But I love that narrative for everyone. <laughs> All of us don't get the same water. I like to think that it is Rapunzel's magical hair and that he is the mother that knows best, singing to her song and just aging in reverse. Well, seriously, Paul Rudd, national treasure, such a nice guy, 53 years old, you look 19. So you won the boxing match. You didn't even have to do anything. You came out there, smiled. We love you, you little ant man. Well, thanks you to my also not aging hosts, Sarah and Gwen, probably spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, at the end of the day, they're just... Like us. Thank you guys. We'll be back next week. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.